What is the difference between being assertive and just being a and you can fill in whatever word you want to fill in there, right? <laughs> feel free. Your word of choice will work perfectly fine in that space of that beep, right? Uh, Leah is back on with our Mental Health Monday today with assertiveness. And like, when, like how, do you, how can you really stand up for yourself without being a jerk? With our Mental Health Monday, let's do it. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy not just any mama's boy, you're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Hello, welcome to the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. We are a podcast that's based in three principles, live, laugh, love your mom. By the way, we do this show every day. Today's the 27th of February. We have three principles, live, laugh, love your mom. That means we live our lives out loud, we laugh a lot, and we love my mom, my co-host, Nancy Yancey. Hi, mom. Hi, honey. I don't think that anybody should be on the radio for two days straight. I don't think you realize the amount of mental chaos that causes. I mean, I don't think anybody should do any job for that long. I have a couple friends that are nurses and like, it's crazy to me that they like go to work for 12 hours at a time and like, Mm-hmm. that's your job and like you're expected to perform it like <laughs> like especially nurses nurses police like firefighters i'm like the people that we need to work the hardest i don't understand how in the world we expect them to work at the same capacity for the longest amount of time you know i know i you know i think about that a lot with you know john you know my son-in-law um your your brother-in-law yeah <laughs> maggie's husband I mean, you know, he's a heart surgeon. Well, he's a cardiothoracic surgeon, but anyway, he, um, yeah, he works a lot. Yeah, I just it's a, he works a lot, and oh god, it's just crazy to me. Like, no one should have to work that long. Now, let me let me explain about being on the radio for about twelve, thirteen hours. We would we would be on the air. Now, to be fair, I did take a break in the middle, middle of the day, but basically, I was mentally there from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, in case you're just mm-hmm. weren't here on last week, we did a radiothon, which is like a two-day fundraiser for the children's hospital. And it was like, it's just chaos. Like, it's just utter chaos. And we, this is the first time that we've done it at the children's hospital. Um, you, the last couple of years, because of COVID, we did it at the radio studio, which was exponentially easier because we were in our own separate studios, you know, it was our own little space. It was nothing like too crazy, too chaotic, but like you're, when you're there, there's just like a thousand things going on, right? There's a people walking in and out. There's kids coming in and out. And I'll tell you what, like this is something that I probably should have prepped for beforehand. And, and don't get me wrong. They also give you these giant binders to be able to like research what the hell you're talking about. But like all of a sudden mm-hmm. you're supposed to like sit down for like 12 hours and know exactly how, what every type of like childhood disease is and to be able to talk mm-hmm. about it very casually. And I'll tell you mm-hmm. that is a very mm-hmm. challenging thing to do mm-hmm. when you have no idea what most of these words are. So like, keep in mind, it's well, all yeah. super fast paced. Right. And like, you're just like, uh, you know, donate, give us money, call now, help us out. You know, it's, it's a lot of that. But then all of a sudden, like they'll just sit a family down in front of you and they're like, okay, this is your 345 interview. You guys are on in 60 seconds. Here's the one sheet on them. And it's like the most crazy disease or like complication you've ever heard of in your life. And like, 
all of a sudden it's like, okay, ready? Three, two, one, go. And it's like, okay, here with us now, this is Cindy and her daughter, Julie. And Julie had sniffagus, snuffanophagus. And they're like, wait, like, like what? And like, everyone's looking, she's like, that's the wrong, that's like not even how you pronounce it. That's like, not it. Oh no. And then like, you're just, oh, it's. It's like it's literally like running a, a marathon that you did not prepare for at all. <laughs> so we did survive and we did set a record, which I don't know. Now that we did it, it feels kind of weird. Like when I left, I felt oddly uncomfortable about. So uh thank and thank you to by the way to every single person that donated too from Certified Mama's Boy. I mean, we had a mass, it was a record setting year. Uh 1.42. 1.43 million dollars in two days, which is like a dumb, dumb, crazy amount of money, right? Like that's just crazy. Let me pull up the exact amount so I can get this right. As of a time, it would I guess have been 1.43 is what what it would have been. So now keep in mind the last couple of years I've been on like my own personal mission because. The year before, we did like 1.3 or 1.2. And then last year, we did like a little bit more, 1.3. But the record before was 1.421. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. we've kind of been feverishly trying to hack away at that because, you know, you kind of want to set your own legacy, right? As like the new morning show. Like it's been like this personal pride of ours to be able to come in and like beat the record. So, Again, the record 1.421. So like the last hour of the Radiothon, the guy that runs it comes up to us and he's like, hey, listen, you guys have like a really good chance. I don't even hear that siren behind me or not, but the window's open. Um, I can. uh, You guys have one point. He's like, you guys are so close. He's like, it's going to be so feverishly close to setting the record. And like they say this kind of stuff to us because I feel like they – really want, oh, they want to encourage you well, right they really want oh, to like step like step up going. yeah exactly so mm-hmm. i was like okay i i thought they were kind of bullshitting us when they were like we well, just need a few thousand more and i was like ah, okay because they've done this into us years before <laughs> and then we were like hundreds of thousand dollars off you know from like be- beating our, right. our own record so i'm like okay well I'm, i'll give it my best shot here and keep in mind at this point we've been on the air for like 24 hours right so it's like oh. all right let me muster up enough energy just to like get this out of my mouth and so we did, and we were like, come on, y'all, we can do this, we can do this, we can do this. So, again, by like just a few thousand dollars, <laughs> literally, <laughs> with I think it was about a, th- let me see, it, it, it would have been about a $4,000 difference. Wow. We were able to beat the record, and it was really exciting. And wow. then, so everyone's like, you know, everyone's like really pumped, and yay, we're at the hospital, and you know, the kids were there from previous years, and everybody's feeling good. And then I left, and I kind of felt crappy about that. I kind of felt crappy that like, why was, I, why was I so like self consumed with trying to just beat this record? Like it kind of defeated the purpose. Even if we, mm. even if we get 1.42, you know, zero, mm. would that have made, I, I would have left there feeling like shit. Cause the last couple of years <laughs> I left feeling like shit. And then like I did it this year, Aww. right? Beat the record. And I'm like, that's kind of crappy. Like there's something kind of crappy about, about not being happy with raising over a million dollars for no matter what it is you do. But mm-hmm. I guess in my own egotistical way, it was really nice to be able to beat the record by just a thousand, a couple thousand bucks. And I mean, hell, it could have literally been the difference between what certified mama's boy people gave. So thank you to any single one of mm-hmm. you that 
took the opportunity to donate. It really is a massive fundraiser. It's the second big, it's the, only, it's the biggest single station radiothon. Phoenix has a bigger one. You guys, it's the, uh, but you guys have two stations that do it together. So it's, mm-hmm. they get over a little, t- about 2 million. But for a single station, it's the mm-hmm. biggest one in the country and has been for years and years and years and years and years. So amazing. It's, a, it's just so wonderful that, you know, the work that those people do with that money. Right. I mean, those stories are so heart-wrenching. Yeah. And you've got to feel so good. And we should all, all of us who donated, should feel good about contributing to something as wonderful, uh, you know, as that hospital that makes such a tremendous difference in those children's lives. Well, I think that when you... And for all those families, I wish that each one of you would get a chance to, like, sit down with some of these families. Because I, I know you hear their stories on the radio, but I think for like when you see them and interact with them, it's kind of like a different experience, you know? Like it's just kind of a different. Of course. Like we see, we like see the emotion where you don't really mm-hmm. get a chance to. And it's, I think it's just a whole other element, which I wish that we could do more with. But um, mm-hmm. it, either way. It, oh, it comes through. That's <laughs> it's super, super helpful. Mm-hmm. And the research mm-hmm. does go to help tons of kids all over the country. And some of the hardest cases come to Johns Hopkins Children's Center here in Maryland. So it is, it's benefiting kids all over the country. So it was, it was a great fundraiser. I am literally still exhausted. It's so crazy. They're like, oh, yeah. they're like you're going to come out with us afterwards. I'm like, I'm not going to go out with nobody nowhere. Like what? <laughs> no. Like I'm going home. My boss stayed out with some of the other people. <laughs> I'm going to my bathtub. Yeah, literally he stayed out till, he stayed out till two in the morning after that. And I'm like, what in the oh, hell wow. are you doing? <laughs> I'm not exhausted. Am I the only one that like is like mentally exhausted right now? Like what? <laughs> that thing I could not have left that building any faster. So they had like a little reception afterwards, and I literally like like beeline for the door because I was like, I just cannot. <laughs> There's not another word I can say. I have said yeah. I have like maxed them out my words. Okay, but let me give you. Yeah, I'm going to give you the most awkward part of Radiothon. Okay, and mom, forgive me for this. Um, this this story is going to get a little uh, a little on the uh. Not not for your mom type of story. So you want to save it for the uncensored no, podcast? No, no, no. We'll save it. We'll save it because I'm, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it kid friendly. You guys, are, you guys will get the drift where I'm going here. Oh, okay. So okay. we're short on equipment, right? Because we're a friggin' radio station, and God forbid we purchase enough equipment to make things work. So everyone's <laughs> like, "Well, can you, you know, can people, you know, can you bring extra headphones? Can you bring like extra laptops and everything?" And I'm like, uh, "Yeah, I can. I guess like I can bring my laptop. I can bring my cell phone. No big deal." I mean, uh, my uh, headphones, no big deal. So get there and set everything up. And my my computer was the one that was being used for the text messages. I'm not text messages, the um, donations. So anytime you got made a donation, on my computer, you could see like the names of and how much they gave and what city they gave from. So if you did donate, trust me, we saw your name. And, <laughs> and kind of like also keep like a running total of how many donations were given that hour. But that was all done on my laptop, right? So I leave on Friday because I had to come take care of Kiki, right? And I'm I'm like, I'm just going to like, because like, I had like three hours and I'm like, I'm just going to like close my eyes for like just, just like a couple seconds. I just need to like get my head back in the game. I slept terrible Thursday to Friday. And mm. all of a sudden as I'm laying down, I was like, <gasps> they have 100% access to my laptop, which means they have a, a 100% access to my internet browser which means they have a hundred percent access to my browser history (laughs) so (laughs) i'm sitting there i'm like what Uh in the f 
have I looked up in the last Uh-oh. 30 to 60 days? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Because <laughs> so, oh, well. it's not even like, mm. it's not even like, I'm not even <laughs> as concerned about like adult material stuff. I'm also like, I just Google the weirdest <laughs> shit sometimes. Like shit that I would never uh-huh. want anybody to know about. Like y'all know I'm a hypochondriac <laughs> as hell. So I'll be typing in like, if I eat too many tomatoes, will that make my pee turn red? You know, like just like <laughs> stupid <laughs> stuff. Like I would never, ever in the history of time want anyone to know that I'm looking at. I mean, I just feel like our personal computers are like personal. Like what I, what I Google is my own damn business. I expect that no one ever, especially when you live by yourself, there should never, ever be a reason. No one ever uses my equipment ever. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my. And like it's, it's logged in. Right. So like there's no. Oh yeah. But there's no way oh. to like <laughs> to do anything. Oh, so I'm like, geez. oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Okay, like what? Because now I'm having anxiety, right? Of like, <laughs> what you know? What are they going to even like? What are they going to get into? Like even like my like personal uh-huh. stuff, like the, all my social media stuff, uh-huh. all my bank stuff. Not that I think anybody would, but like I just feel ex- extremely vulnerable at this point. So mm-hmm. the only thing I can think to do is to log in from my phone because if you log in from your phone, you can also see your um. Uh, like if you're using Chrome, because I use Chrome on my, my MacBook, and so you, you can also use it on your phone. And when you clear, you can clear your history on both. So I literally like went through and cleared all my history, my passwords, and everything else. So oh, I think I think we're good. Here's the problem. Oh gosh, I don't remember any passwords. Oh, or even no. like some websites. You ever did it before where like, you're like, I know, like, what's the name of that website I go to? Because we I have so many different oh, websites yeah. I use for the radio show and for the podcast like the podcast alone probably has 10 different websites to have to go to the radio show's got another Mm. 10 different websites i have to go to um and i'm always like wait what is it called and i'm like uh and everything's been cleared so all day today i'm like what uh what is the what is the and then i get there what was my password for this i might reset and passwords over here but as far as i know no one made an awkward (laughs) face when i walked back in from my break so (laughs) i think everything is like everything so you is clean. everything is good. We can we can move <laughs> oh, along. But thank you seriously. It's, it's a, it was a big it was a big <laughs> and important two days. And thank you to anyone that took time and their money mm-hmm. to be a part of it. I mean, it was really really awesome. Okay, mm-hmm. mom. We have to also mention you literally sound about ten years older than the last time we talked to you. Like you, yeah. Sorry about that. You have that. this like she, you, you have a grandma voice now. For the very first time, you're starting to sound oh, like a, no. it does. It just, you're just like, hey, let me just. It's like a little croaky over here. We got to talk about your surgery. In case yeah. you don't know, my mom had surgery last week too. And Thursday, Friday show were pre-recorded, so we weren't really in real time to figure out what happened on Thursday. So, how are you feeling? Because you don't sound great. <laughs> no, I I definitely have a, a sore throat and a croaky voice, and I'll have that for I guess a few days. It's been since Thursday since I had the surgery and. This is now Sunday afternoon. Um, yeah, I, it went fine, though. It, it really did go fine. I had um, three and a half parathyroid glands removed, and um, it's quote-unquote minimally invasive outpatient surgery. And, you know, surgery itself probably took 25 minutes, but I was there for, you know, the morning. And... Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm fine. I'm sure I'm going to be fine too. So you just don't sound fine. Just you just have sound to bear rough. With me until my 
Yeah. Like how are well, you feeling? Are you feeling like back to my normal? Voice, my voice is, oh, listen, yesterday I couldn't talk at all. Yeah. No, I'm definitely not back to normal. <laughs> so, but like, no, other than like but, not sounding good, are you hurting? Mm, uh, Does it yeah, hurt to talk or you just sound bit. you just sound bad? No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't really hurt to talk. My throat is a little bit sore, but uh uh-uh. uh. And my neck was sore for the first two days. Yeah. Um, for Thursday and Friday, but that's gotten better. So yeah, I think it'll I think it will all be good. Well you do, you, so, you literally aged yeah. ten years since last time we last time we heard from you. Mm-hmm. That's the bad sorry. news. Yeah. But, Sorry. Um, hopefully you'll be feeling better soon. I'll be back. Yeah, I hate that. I hate that for I'll you. I'll be back. Because you were, you, were, mm-hmm. you know, when you talked to you last, you were kind of like, oh, this is going to be easy. I'll be, you know, I'll be, I'll be fine by Monday. And <laughs> Well, it's not Monday yet. Well, true. Okay. <laughs> so tomorrow will be the miraculous <laughs> return of the voice. It'll be no problem. Yeah, I hope so. Well, I sound 100% better today than I did yesterday. That's true. You, you, yesterday, I could hardly yeah, speak when at I all. called you, I was well, really, you I was really worried about you. Yeah. yeah. It was really bad. Yeah. So it's definitely coming along. It's just taking a while. Yeah. All right. Let's get to our quote for today. Okay. It's from Marcel Proust. We are not provided with wisdom. We must discover it for ourselves after a journey through the wilderness which no one else can take for us, an effort which no one can spare us. We've all got to do our work. We've all got to walk through (laughs) those paths of life to get to the other side. Um, But it's nice once you do because you can look back and realize how your life has changed and how you have grown. Um, through the, you know, adversities of your life. Well, here's to hoping. We all have to go there. Hmm. Yeah, you're on your way. (laughs) You've been on your way. Yeah, for about five years now. The world's longest journey. You ever heard of a journey taking five years to to even get to like a point where (laughs) you're... It's a lifetime journey. It's it's I'm, I feel like I, it, I feel like it's taken me five years to even get to the starting line. So this has been a real <laughs> a real tricky uh, tricky thing to do, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. A lot of you guys have reached out to me actually about post divorce and like your experience, and it's kind of crazy to me, like how divorce really is. And you know, some of you guys are divorced, and I know we talk about it a lot on the show, but the process is kind of crazy. Like I don't know how in the world. Some of y'all just jump right back into relationships. I mean, I guess I do. I guess I get it because it is a whole lot easier to just kind of go back to your normal ways, right? Like all I knew how to be was a partner. I didn't really know how to be single. Um, mm-hmm. And so it was like kind of, I was kind of craving that like being that role. And I so desperately just wanted things to get quote unquote back to normal, right? Which mm-hmm. was just being in a relationship. So I guess I, let me rephrase that. I get, I, I 1000% get why people hop right back into relationships post-divorce mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. even marriages, you know, like, I mean, some people get married like a damn year later. And I'm like, that's wild. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, yep. my ex-wife, I mean, she was with that same guy. I mean, her, her same guy as long as I know, mm-hmm. you know, like it's crazy to me. Cause like this whole mm-hmm. journey for me has been so wild. It's been such a wild and crazy ad- adventure um of of singledom um you know of the uncoupling and you get to a point where you're kind of like well damn like is this just it (laughs) like is this just my life am i just like this single guy forever um 
Which, by the way, if I was single the rest of my life, I think I'd be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think you would. Be I too. think I'd be just fine. Um, mm-hmm. The still the fear of it's just so funny. Like the fear of being alone was so strong for so long, right? Post divorce mm, because you don't know, it. right? Yeah, and now like the fear of being in a relationship is like even crazier than that. <laughs> it's just like, wait, what? Like <laughs> it's not like I've never been in a relationship before, right? right? It's like I never. It's not like I never ever have not been in a relationship before, but it's just crazy how like the other side seems so and so so scary. And God bless you guys, by the way. Like God bless you guys that are can jump right into change and like embrace it and own it, and you can go through these life changes and feel so comfortable doing it. Like God bless you. That is a, a, a skill and a gift because I don't think, I don't think you ever met somebody less graceful than me that goes through life changes. I mean, honest to God, I really have to like <laughs> trip and fall down the you stairs. Go kicking and, str- and screaming. Yeah. I got to think of every possible way to make it more complicated than just being like, okay, let's just, let's, let's just try this out and see how this goes. <laughs> you know, like any other normal human would be like, well, this is new. Let's, this is going to be maybe a little uncomfortable. I'm like, yeah, but wait a minute. Let me just make this so much worse with my fear and anxiety. Like, why? Why can't I just be like this? Okay, let's just, let's just go for it. Like, why couldn't I just be in a relationship and just be like, here, here's my logical brain speaking. I can do this by talking to a microphone, but the second the microphone turns off, it's not like this anymore. Here's my logical brain. <laughs> logical brain is, hey, why don't you just try being in a relationship and if it doesn't work out, then you can just go back to being single again. Okay, that's logic, right? Logic. Makes mm-hmm. sense to you? Yeah? You get it? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense, mom? You got it? Yeah. It makes logical yeah. sense. Sure. Okay. Right. So I, it, it makes sense to me too. I'm like, I feel good about that. I feel really good about that. <laughs> then the second this mic turns off, I'm going to be like, oh my God, but like, what if... <laughs> Mm-hmm. What if this happens? What if that happens? What if I do it? What if she does this? What if this, this? happens? What if she and like, does what if that, that? happens? And what if, mm-hmm. then that happens? And what if I don't yeah. like being in a relationship? And what happens if I just want to be single again? What if I just want to do this or that? It's just like, <laughs> it's crazy. How how many what ifs do you think have caused us to miss a part of our life? Oh, I mean, plenty. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, yeah. I'd have to. One of this, one of that. I mean, we we have no way of knowing. We can sit around and obsess about it all we want to, right? Yeah. But we don't know. We don't know. But we act on what we think may happen. Yeah. <laughs> I think that. Without ever really knowing. I think that literally, like, if I just, like. I think what happens, I just try to, pl- especially, I think, and, and I don't know, post-divorce people tell me this is true. You just try to set yourself up to like not get screwed over again. Oh, yeah. Right? That's the last thing you so want. So you're like, okay, well, let me, let me really like think through every possible option of how this could go wrong first. Mm-hmm. Right. And then. To protect myself. But I'm not really like that with like other things. Like the Maryland decision was kind of tough, but then I was just like, okay, cool, let's go for it. And then like I just went for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Probably spent like a week or two being like, all right, let's let's like think through all this and decide if this is really the best option or not. And then and I went and I'm here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But 
dating? Well, your life and your your life that's a life choice versus a career choice though. That's true. I think that's a, that's a different thing. Yeah. I guess because with with radio I'm always like, well, I can just always go do something else. Exactly. But I think when you that's exactly couple, right. it's just so much harder than just being like, okay, well, I'm just not going to do this anymore. Goodbye. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I know well, it, like, yeah, like technically it, it is that easy, but but not always, you know? Well, it's hurtful and it involves other people yeah, too. Right. It's much more complicated right. than career decisions. Exactly. Even though you can hurt people with your career decisions too, but. Oh, I know, mom. Trust me. That also <laughs> plays into my fear and anxiety. Yes, I know. So that's just, uh, these journeys are interesting. I, I can't wait till we look back on this and be like, remember those days? Remember that day on February 27th where you were like so concerned about all this and now look at you in a happy relationship that's very fulfilling? I'm like, yeah, that's, that's crazy. What a crazy, crazy time that was. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> all right, mom, shall I let well, you go? I think, I think some, oh, okay. I know you've got okay. no voice, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking about just cutting you short and we'll come yep. back and we'll do shout outs and everything else tomorrow because I know... I don't want to waste your voice okay, today. Okay, that'll be good. I don't. I don't think I'm going to be a good whoop. whoop yeah, I don't think so. So we'll say goodbye to you here. Okay, mm-hmm. I love you. Okay, honey, love you forever. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. We are so thankful to have BetterHelp on the show. They've been on one of our longest running sponsors of our show, and maybe because I've been such a long term user of BetterHelp, I freaking love it. I am learning so much about myself right now. In therapy, I'm working on. I'm, I'm, I use BetterHelp, by the way. Uh, I'm using, uh, working on my self-esteem because I'm realizing that some of my, or that a lot of my insecurity issues that I have in relationships also stem from my low self-esteem that I've had for a long time now. And it's been a really interesting process to kind of break down. I mean, this we're breaking down stuff from my childhood, y'all. Like being bullied and stuff, it's crazy the stuff you can break down in therapy. And it's going to help me now in this uh, 40-year-old life. I mean, you would, you, it, it would, probably shock you the amount of stuff you've been through in your life you're still holding on to and you don't really know it until you dig into it and dig into it with like a you know a, a qualified professional right and that's what better help does you get connected with a licensed therapist who can take you on a journey of self-discovery from you know basically wherever you are and when wherever you're trying to go right so i'm going from hey i'm scared i'm insecure i got all these issues to like i want to be a healthy happy partner to somebody right and so it's um it's been a huge benefit for me in so many at so many different phases of my life. Talking about phases of your life, it really has been. So I hope you'll try it out. And if you're want to start working on yourself, or maybe you're in a crisis right now, or whatever, you can really discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/Kramer today to get ten percent off your first month. And I hope you'll think about this when you're thinking about therapy. Think about BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P. dot com slash Kramer. Also. AG1 back on the podcast this week. You know why they're back? Because so many of you guys keep trying AG1. And thank you for that, by the way. Thank you for that trust. I love when I can recommend something to you and you're like, hey, I'm going to try this because the old Crames told me to. And <laughs> I appreciate that. I started taking AG1 because I was having some gut health issues. And honestly, I, just, I heard about it on another podcast and I was like, damn, this stuff does sound good. So I gave it a shot and it's great. Helps with so many things, more things than I thought it would. It's got 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogen to start your day out right. And it supports your, your gut health and your nervous system and your immune system and your energy and your recovery and your focus and your aging. Literally all the things that you need to focus on, like take take off some of the hard work. You don't have to run around trying to find 75 high-quality vitamins and all that kind of stuff. Like just 
take AG1 and that'll make your life so much easier with your whole body. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Kramer. Again, it's athleticgreens.com slash Kramer to take ownership over your health and pick up this ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, certified fans, thank you so much. I'm going to shout out every single one of you today. We'll do shout outs and everything else with my mom tomorrow, but I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. I know we are in desperate need of one more person becoming a certified fan this month. We Can you believe, by the way, that it's almost literally, it's literally, literally almost March. <laughs> Isn't that wild? Uh, literally this week is going to be March. So we need one more person in the month of February to step up and be a certified fan. We'd love it if you could support our podcast. If this show means something to you and you want to see it produced every day, it's a $5, a $6 a month um, contribution and it goes further than you think. So if you get six extra bucks and you're like, you know what? I like certified mama's boy. It's pretty cool. I'm going to support it. And you can become a monthly, uh, not subscriber. That's the wrong word. Contributor? Sure. By texting the word fans, F-A-N-S, to 888-Kramer8. You'll see all the perks, the shout-outs, and all this other stuff. And we'll do shout-outs tomorrow. But today, whoop, whoop, it's all about you. And thank you for supporting Certified Mama's Boy. Okay, let's do our Mental Health Monday. You know my friend Leah. Leah is a therapist over in San Diego. And every Monday, we bring her on for what we call Mental Health Monday. This is where we just talk about basically anything you might talk about in therapy. And my, my hope is that you, by you listening, you learn something about yourself in this segment as well. Because I, I know I always do. Leah's so excited to talk about assertiveness today. I love the topic. What was more exciting this week or last week or I, I, two weeks ago with reframing? What's what gets you more excited? <laughs> you just I, think, I think assertiveness is more applicable and everyone can buy into assertiveness. Okay. You, 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 you weren't you weren't into the reframing. I mean, I was, I, I wasn't, <laughs> yeah. if I'm being assertive, the truth is you I was not that into it, but this is a, uh, this, listen, you, here's how I feel about mental health Monday is that you are the voice of our generation. <laughs> no, but seriously, I feel like you, who's the voice of a generation? You Me? are. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I feel like you are the. I think that whatever topic you feel passionate about is probably what we need to hear. So I usually lean on you to say, what are you feeling excited about? And that's what I want to talk about. So today, today is assertiveness. I'm excited about it. So tell us about assertiveness because well, is it, is it just being annoying or is it being assertive or where, what, it, what is assertive versus being annoying, I guess? Well, I think, you know, we talk a lot about boundaries. We talk a lot about, a lot about communication on this podcast we as do. it comes to relationships and our mental health and asserting our needs. So I just think talking about assertiveness is helpful because everyone can benefit from it. I think, and you have a lot of female listeners, so this feels this feels especially right. I think women are socialized to and conditioned to be to be caretakers, right, and to be nurturing and to be patient and kind, and and it's really hard for a lot of women, especially to be assertive based on how they were raised, based on social constructs, gender constructs. So that's well, like, can, we, can we define assertive first? Cause I feel like if we have a, 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 a how are you, how are you defining assertive? Expressing like being able to express your thoughts and needs in a direct way. Cause I don't feel like I have a problem being assertive. 
Oh, you don't, but a lot of men don't. Is that so? Is that, is that but, really but, what it is? I feel like I know. I kind of like have figured out my needs, and if I figure if they change, I'm very much. And what I'm looking for in my next relationship, honestly, is just to be able to be like, hey, like this is my needs, and I need you to help me. You know, help me either through right. this or or to you know be that. No, I I think you're I think you're good at being assertive. Have you always been that way, or is it more in your adult years? No, it's I, in my marriage. I wasn't assertive at all. I was, I was a whip. <laughs> okay, so, but I know how I know how it feels though. To, yeah, because I would say in my marriage it was probably quite the opposite role reversal, where mm-hmm. I feel like I couldn't really say much of anything mm-hmm. because I didn't want to start a fight, or I just didn't want to like start drama or whatever. So I just kind of kept a lot of things shoved down. Yeah. And I think we do, we tend to not be assertive for fear of confrontation or or conflict or to appease our partners or family members or to just, we don't want to rock the boat. So a lot sure. of people won't be assertive because they fear that, that uh, it'll upset people, especially in family dynamics. And I talked to a lot, like most of my clients about this is we have these family systems and ways of we as family units communicate that, you know, throughout our lifetime have continued to be reinforced. It's, it is, the, it is what it is. Right. So like how involved you are with family in their business or how, how avoidant you are, like all those dynamics tend to become reinforced across generations. So assertiveness oftentimes will challenge or, ch- you know, will challenge a status quo and people don't like that. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I think they, I think our family members have a hard time with it, especially if they're older. I feel like um, we don't like it because we don't want to deal with uncomfortable conversations or conflict. And But the thing is, in order to change dynamics or to, to break a, you know generational cycles, we have to be assertive. And to get what you want, and not in a way that's aggressive, but to like, to be in the relationships you want, not just romantic, but friendships and to, you know, perform the way you want in your job, you have to be assertive. I, yeah, I feel I'm probably more assertive than not assertive. Well, I guess, so how, in really in I every, like I feel like you're extremely assertive. Careful. <laughs> <laughs> careful. And why, well, why do you say that? I think, well, just, you. I, I, feel, I, mean, I feel like you're being too assertive about my assertiveness. <laughs> that's called no, a double assertive. So now from our conversations, you, like you, you were saying, you express what you, what you need in a relationship dynamic, like to feel seen or, but to even feel as a friend, do you feel like I'm assertive? Right. Like just take, yeah. take that out. Oh, absolutely. And why do you say yes. that? Well, you've, you, you've been assertive with me in my lack of consistent texting. <laughs> Um, all, all that Lee and I fight about is either I, a I hurt her feelings. I'm joking too much, or B she didn't text me back fast enough. That's probably actually both of our traumas that we're both triggering each other over. Okay, yeah, so. it's true. It's true. So, so there's that, and but I think even like you negotiating like your um, contract at work, right? Like that takes assertiveness. Right. Right. Yeah. So, 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 so those that don't have assertiveness, is it? Because I'm thinking when I didn't, I didn't used to be assertive in my marriage. Um, and I guess it was to kind of keep the peace. Right. What do you do to start working through that? Cause like with me, it was, you know, I didn't even realize until after I was out, like, when do you realize that maybe you, it, would you say it's an assertiveness problem? Like what's the, I, well, I think you have to look at, I think looking at your relationships is important, not just romantic again. So it could be like looking at your friendships. Do you feel like you 
you know, you don't ever get a say on what you do with your friends, or maybe mm. say you're struggling with money or finances and they want to do these trips and you things are planned and nobody's taking your financial situation into account, right? Or you're in a relationship and you want commitment and you're this other person's like kind of laissez faire, like, we'll see what happens. And you're like, no, I, I know what I want, but you you don't say anything because you don't want to again rock the boat or or if you're losing this person. So assertiveness, if you're feeling like you aren't being seen or heard or like your needs don't seem to be valued or even known by the other person in these Mm. dynamics, that's when assertiveness would be helpful. And there was a book I read and I can't remember which one, but I really liked it. Um, Dr. Seuss. I do not like that Sam, I guess. <laughs> See? That's He's very good. assertive with his that's wants pretty, and needs. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> thanks. Uh, thanks, Leah. Thanks. This is, this is, thank you. Thanks, Leah. You're good at, you're good <laughs> I, feel at like, this. I feel like we just became like a really shitty morning show. Oh, thanks, Leah. That's right. It's funny. Thanks. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> thanks, Leah. That's right. Thank I you. think we could do a good morning show, but anyways. I think so too. I, I, I'm I, ready. I'm, when you're ready to move to Maryland, I'm ready to put you on the show. No, you can move out here. And anyways, so um, <laughs> wait, okay. that, was, that was assertiveness. You were showing me your needs. And I'm not moving to Maryland, but um, yeah. what, well, I guess, wait, now I lost my train of thought. What were you saying? <laughs> You're like, how do you to Maryland? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> You're reading a book. Greetings and ham. Oh no, but they talked about being direct is actually kind because the thing is like, say you are not assertive. You don't tell your partner what you need. And then months down the line, you're like, you never do this. And the person has no idea what you're talking about and you blindside them. It's act, like, that's not fair, right? Really? Cause the person doesn't know we can't read minds. I always talk to clients too about that. We can't read each other's minds as much as we think we should, that our partners, our family members, our friends should, we can, nobody can read minds. So it's important to be direct because that's, that at the end of the day is kind. So they know what you expect out of a dynamic. They can treat you with the kindness and respect you deserve. And I think, the right people in our lives, they might have a hard time with the assertiveness initially, especially family, but the right people, the people that respect us and care about us will respect our assertiveness. And I think that's the important part to remember. How do you start? How do you start? How do you start being assertive? Because I feel like there's probably a lot of fear about being assertive (laughs) because I know when I was scared to be assertive, I mean, that's what it was. It's like fear. Yeah. Well, so I think it's, I that's, know she's she's dreaming. Lucy's barking. I love that. Don't you love those? I know. It's I just like the, love it's like the best. Her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're we're losing. We're all over the place today. But um, oh, assertive. So I, we, I think you and I have talked about the I statement. So like, I need this, or like, if we're talking about actually the language you use, I feel bad when you do this. So asserting yourself using I statements. So you're not pointing fingers, no, you're not accusing someone of not meeting your needs, but you're saying, I need a commitment or I need to know you're on the same page, same page. So like, that's the language. But if you're having a hard time based on fear, I would say like the motivation is what you need is recognizing long-term. Am I going to be happy in this dynamic? Mm. Or am I just delaying delaying the inevitable? Or am I just in a place where I'm going to be miserable? And mm-hmm. I think when you think about that short-term discomfort over long-term like gratification and long-term success, that's something you need to strive for. How long have you been doing therapy? I mean, like as an actual practitioner? Um, probably like 10 years now. I've been licensed for 
almost seven. It's crazy. You're, yeah. just, you're, you're really good at this stuff. You are. Thank um, you. Leah is a, a great therapist. And uh, as time of recording, she is also accepting new clients. You have to live in California though, right? To, yeah, you do. Mm -hmm. So as long as you live in California, uh, San yep. Diego people or LA people, check out you Leah. You get to hear Lucy. You get to hear that's, 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 that cost extra, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, you can do it. Yeah. So how do we find you, Leah? You can find me on Instagram at her true empowerment where I link my website, all my other, um, like content on psychology today, my book, all the things. So check it out. Today's podcast is brought to you by paired. We talk about a lot about love and relationships on this podcast. And you're wondering how to keep that spark going for so many years, try Paired. Honestly, have you tried it yet? I got a seven-day free trial for you to, to check this out. It does benefit the podcast just by you checking it out. Go to your partner and say, hey, listen, let's try this out for seven days and see how we feel about it. It's it's called Paired. It Basically, it's an app. You and your partner download it. You pair it together. And every day, Paired gives you questions and quizzes and games to have fun and stay connected and deepen your conversations. You'll never believe like what you might find out from Paired. Like my mom was talking about, and you, my parents use Paired, so that's why I, I know. Like she tells me like some of these questions that they've learned about each other. Like what th what three words best describe your partners? Or they they play games like favorite things? Or how would you describe me? And it's just a way to really, I don't know, stay connected. I had a friend tell me the other day that her and her partner are going through. Um, couples therapy right now and the first thing it was the most disarming thing and if you haven't done this before this is like what paired does and that's why i say this is that the therapist asked them um what uh tell me the story of how you guys met and she was like it was so helpful because it was so like, it's like kind of disarmed you it took you back to that that moment when you first fell in love and i think that that's kind of what paired is doing too is it's giving the opportunity to bring up the really good things in your relationship and as I'm sitting over here, I'm reading a lot of relationship books. And that's the one thing I keep hearing is like, you really got to like cherish. You got to think really positive thoughts about your partner, like constantly. You got to really be proud of your relationship. And so this is a great way to do it. Whether you've been on just a few dates or maybe you've been together for a long time, it's time to lighten the mood and have some fun with your partner by using Paired. Head to P-A-I-R-E-D.com, Paired.com slash Kramer and get that seven-day free trial that I was talking about. You get a whole week to check it out. And then if you want to sign up, it's 25% off your subscription just because you're a podcast listener. Go to Paired, P-A-I-R-E-D.com slash Kramer and sign up today and connect with your partner every day using Paired. A happier relationship starts here. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. All right, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, Remind me to tell you, I'm, I'm, did I tell you I'm doing breath work right now? So Sunday nights, I've been going to breath work and you'd be like, what the hell is breath work? Remember that if you listen to this podcast for a long time, maybe from day one, remember Costa Rica, I told you about that really wild experience that I had um, where like I told myself I hated myself and like, it was, it was, it was crazy. Anyway, I'm doing breath work again now here in Maryland every Sunday night. So I need to tell you more about that. And um, yeah, we got a big week of Certified Mama's Boy this week. It's good to be back. Missed you. And we'll do it again tomorrow. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, 
Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.